Scripture reading before tonight's lesson is from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, old things have become new. everybody. Really appreciate this opportunity to uh, preach tonight. It's more of a teaching than it is preaching. Um, what a blessing it is uh, to be in Christ. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. If you haven't experienced it, uh, you don't know what you're missing. Um, you know, there's, there's really no secret to having a, a peaceful, happy life. Um, in fact, the world is desperately trying to figure it out. There's more books than you can imagine about how to be happy in this world, okay? And the thing I love about being a Christian is we've already won. We've got the best guidebook you can have. Um, any successful adventure, any successful uh, personality test, any successful person will start out with themselves. And any, any uh, guide, any book that you read on personal self-improvement will talk about uh, yourself first. Um, we'll focus at inward. And it's, it's important for us to understand some concepts in the Bible to understand what we are in Christ. Uh, a lot of things we can take for granted, um, but there are present positive affirmative statements throughout Scripture that can help you to achieve absolutely anything you want to achieve. And it's important for us to, to understand and dive into some of the, these details. And I'm really appreciative of the elders and, and Matt and Anthony for allowing me to, to speak tonight. It's, it is a blessing to be able to share some of the meat, especially on a Sunday night, because you guys can handle the meat. We're past the milk with the Sunday night crew. Uh, so we're going to be talking about walking in the new covenant. And the scripture that uh, Carson read I chose to start this out, and it's, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. So the question is, do you believe that? Do you believe that you are a new creature? And, and Tim prayed about that at the end of service. Do you believe that you're a new creature? Um, do, you, do you believe that old things have passed away? And do you believe uh, that new things have come? And it's, it's good questions. They're all good questions. Because we can read this and we can say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, sure. But do you really believe it? Anthony in his lesson this morning has brought out the why, figuring out the why. Why are you a Christian? 
okay? Once you figure out the why to something, that propels you forward, okay? This is one of those, hits right home. If you want to be in Christ, you need to believe that you are a new creature, and the old things have passed away and the new things have come. Now, the beautiful thing about the scriptures is we get a clean conscience. So, do you believe what God says in 1 Peter? That you get a clean conscience. Because if you do, all that old stuff is gone. Do you believe that you died to sin? If you do, sin has no effect on you. So, these are... These are poignant concepts that, that God is desperately trying to get through to his children to help them improve their situation in their life. To help them have peace that surpasses all understanding. And the new covenant is a concept that I believe is one of the most misunderstood in the church today. So let's ask some, ourselves some questions. What is it? What is the new covenant? We're going to take a look at that. We're going to take a look at when did it begin. That's important. You have to know everything surrounding it. Who is the mediator of the new covenant? And does it apply to us today? So I think we can all agree that in order to be part of God's kingdom, you have to have your sins forgiven. <clears throat> we all know uh, that there's other processes involved in that too, but you, you, I think it's pretty safe to say you will not be a part of uh, the kingdom if you do not have your sins forgiven. So this is the start of the new covenant when we say the Lord, when, when the Lord Jesus walked the earth, he forgave people's sins as he wished. So when he was here physically, he could walk up to anybody and say, your sins are forgiven. Okay? And that says that in Mark 2, when Jesus forgave a paralyzed man's sin, explaining that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. That's in Mark 2.10. So, the interesting thing about that is he could forgive those sins while he's on earth and, and just to preface that a lot, a lot of times in Bible studies or you're talking to people they'll say well what about the thief on the cross right that's the first thing that gets brought up you know the thief on the cross wasn't immersed how did he get into heaven okay well Jesus forgave him Jesus forgave him okay now I always ask the question, is that Old Covenant, New Covenant? And so we're driving at this New Covenant. We're driving at the, the point with the New Covenant uh, when it happens, okay? Okay, so, but since Jesus' death on the cross, forgiveness of sins can only be obtained in accordance with the terms of, of his will. So Jesus isn't alive anymore. He can't walk up to anybody and forgive their sins. So the question then is, well, how do you get your sins forgiven? How do you get your sins forgiven? So if you turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 16 and 17. 
This is a pivotal scripture with Old and New Covenant. If you read chapter 8 and a little bit into chapter 10, you'll get an overview too. We'll touch on that. But uh, in, in uh, Hebrews 9, 16 and 17, for where the covenant is, there must of necessity be the death of the one who made it. For a covenant is valid only when men are dead, for it is never enforced while the one who made it lives. That's Hebrews 9, 16 and 17. So, in order for a covenant to take effect, the person has to be dead. In other words, it's just like a rich man's will. While the man is alive, he can pass out $100 bills all he wants to. But when he dies, they lock up his estate and nothing is distributed except as, he will, as the will designates. So, in order for something new to come, there has to be the death of the one who is the mediator of it. There has to be the death, in this case, in this example, the person who executes the will has to pass away. Well, who made the will has to pass away in order for it to be executed. As long as that person lives, the will is not executed. Pretty, pretty basic, okay? And in Scripture, we're going to see that there is a will. It's a new will. It's a new covenant. It's a new testament. And we need to understand the terms of it. So when the will goes to probate court, they read the last will and testament of John Doe. In accordance with English common law, they use both the Anglo-Saxon word and the Latin word. Will is the Anglo-Saxon word. That's for the common people. Testament, that's the Latin word, that's for the lawyers. So will, testament, and covenant in this context mean the same things. And that's what our New Testament is. It's the new will of Christ. So Jesus had authority to pronounce forgiveness of sins as he desired while he lived. But once he died, forgiveness of sins is granted only through the terms of his will or covenant or testament, revealed to us through the apostles who are guided into true, all truth through the Holy Spirit, John 16, 13. So we come back to uh, Jesus having the ability to forgive sins on earth while he was alive, when he died, um, we, we now need to figure out how we get our sins forgiven, okay? In the terms of his will, which is right now, which is a covenant and testament. So uh, will, testament, is, and covenant are all the same things. Um, and, and noting, and it's important that the apostles were guided in all truth through the Holy Spirit. None of this was on their own. But for us to find forgiveness of sins, we are going to have to look into the Bible record for examples which took place after Christ died on the cross. We're going to have to go to the book of Acts to find what men were told and then answer the question, what must I do? And we will find that we have to study the writings of the apostles and other inspired men in the epistles to find the Lord's will for us today. So it's all the same for all of us. 
God shows no partiality. That's Romans 2.11. The things which were required from men in the early days of the church are also the same requirements for us now. So, again, to back up a little bit, these are the types of concepts that help you answer the why. These are the types of concepts that strengthen your faith so you know exactly why you're here. You know exactly why you're on the winning team. You know exactly why you study the Bible. Okay? God, you look at the physical parts of the Bible versus the spiritual parts. The spiritual dwarfs the physical. The physical part for God was six days. The spiritual setup for us here today has been 5,000 years. It, and these concepts are there waiting for us to unlock those keys that will help strengthen our faith. So who's the mediator of a better covenant. Let's read about that. Um, if you could, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 7. And I'll start in 17. This is some really cool scripture, you guys. This is meat. This is pure meat. For it is... It is witnessed of him, thou art a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And if you want to do a super cool study, just do a study surrounding Melchizedek. It is unbelievable if you study Melchizedek. I'll leave it at that. 18. For on the one hand, there is a setting aside of a former commandment because of its weakness and uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect. And on the other hand, there is a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. And inasmuch as it was not without an oath, for they indeed became priests without an oath, but with an oath through the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn, and I will not change his mind. Thou art a priest forever. So much the more also Jesus has become a guarantee of a better covenant. So you can see God setting it up. He's saying, look, there's going to be some old things that are going to be done, and there's going to be some new things that are going to come. Do you believe you're a new creature in Christ? The author of Hebrews writes that those Old Testament priests became such without an oath. But of Jesus, it was written, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. The Old Covenant was based on the priesthood of Moses, the law. Priests without that oath, Jesus then, without that oath, Jesus then, with the oath, has become the guarantee of a better covenant. 
So you can see what God's doing, and he's doing this, he's doing this through his son, Jesus Christ, who is the mediator of a new covenant. He is defining the fact that we are new covenant Christians, and he is giving the authority to Jesus Christ to be, who is our priest forever. The Lord, during the days of his flesh, anticipated the establishment of this new covenant. Issuing this statement in, the, in connection with this giving of the Lord's Supper. The cup is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So when we do that every Lord's Day, we read that. Well, almost every, but we do Lord's Day every, or we, we do the uh, communion every Lord's Day. But that's we are, he has ushered in the new covenant. Okay? So out with the old and in with the new. I gave you a 10,000 foot view of the old and new covenant. Okay? So there is, to summarize, there is a distinct distinction between the scripture there is old covenant and there is new covenant everything that happened prior to Christ's death was old covenant everything once Christ died the new covenant his new will which he sealed with his oath and God did making him a priest forever brought in the new covenant so Christ isn't on the earth to forgive our sins anymore. He's not here. How do we get our sins forgiven? In New Covenant Scripture, how do we get our sins forgiven? Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38. Repent and let each of you be immersed in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Old covenant, new covenant. One of those little keys that when you unlock that and you start to study on your own, you realize the importance of knowing the distinction and what the sacrifice that was made of Christ to bring in the new covenant. Christ took what was physical and drove it in. He took what was on the outside and he drove it in on the inside. And it was prophesied for years and years. There's 150 prophecies of Jesus Christ. Jeremiah 31, 31. I'm going to write it on your heart. Where do we go to worship? There'll be a day, and the day is coming, and the day is now, that you won't go to a place to worship. You're going to worship in spirit and in truth. Your worship's going to be on here. So everything that God took those thousands of years to set up with us physically, because of the new covenant, because Christ ushered that in, has now been driven inward. So I go back to my original question. When God says you're a new creature... And old things have passed away and new things have come. 
Do you believe it? There's three things that make a company successful. Three main things. There's employees, there's a good product, and there's momentum. Two are tangible, one's intangible. And you can equate that to the assembly. Good people, good product, we got the best products out there, <laughs> and momentum. What our product do, should do for us is cause forward momentum. We are not burdened by the past. That doesn't mean it's not going to rear its ugly head. Okay? But mentally, our mindset is the past is gone. I'm moving this way. I'm moving this way, motivated because I know exactly who I am in Jesus Christ. I know exactly why I'm a Christian. It's not a feeling. It is fact. And it's right there waiting for you. It's right there. And all of us are in accord that you want, we want the best for everybody. God wants the best for his children. That's why, that's why, because Christ drove it inward, when you read a scripture that says, pray without ceasing, physically it can't be done. Spiritually, yeah, you can pray without ceasing. Your heart's prostrated. If it's, if it's circumcised, it's prostrated all the time. We are in this world. We don't have to be of this world. We can suffer and find joy. And you can only do this if you understand exactly who you are in Jesus Christ. And, and thank God, <laughs> he left us his word. He left us his word. And once you maybe do some reallocation of your time, once you get your daily bread, you know, once you pray and make that a part of your life, the helper is with you and, and will help you. And, and it's, it's a great thing. Like Tim mentioned this morning before he wrapped it up, you know, people should see Christ in us. People should see Christ in us, you know, because we're a little different. We're, we're a little bit different, you know? And, and to me, it's not a, a bad different. It's, an, it's joy, and it's peace, and it, and it surpasses all understanding. And the world will not understand it. They will not understand it. I hope, and again, when I started putting this together with, he, with uh, the new, new and Old Covenant, it's just there's so much information I hope that I set the foundation for you to look into it deeper because on both sides of, of the Old and New Covenant, there's a tremendous amount of study you can do to, to strengthen your faith still. And my prayer for all of you, including myself, is to reach those people that don't understand it. Get that forward momentum going that causes you to move that causes you to move in a direction
that not only with you personally to work on your personal development and maybe with your family if it's available but for other people for other people as well uh, because the world is is dying <laughs> all around us and there are people hurting everywhere and we're we're it we're what God has on this earth to to be different to show people what, who Christ is in our life and again I'll, I'll wrap it up with you know glory glory to God for him and, and allowing us to be part of this plan so we can we can experience all the fullness that comes with having Christ in us the hope of glory so if there's anybody here uh, that needs help that needs prayer that needs to study more there's, including myself, plenty of people in this congregation that, that will help. So thank you very much. Appreciate it.